Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. This month, we're celebrating a huge milestone, the 20th anniversary of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. As a special thank you for your love and support, visit don'tsweat.com for a free download of a beautiful original image featuring an inspirational quote perfect for your desktop or mobile device. Carry a little pick-me-up with you everywhere you go with this lovely gift from Christine and the team. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be celebrating 20 years of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. That is so crazy. But before we begin, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably with your hands on your lap, unfolded, and your legs uncrossed, sitting upright in a chair. Or if you're on the floor, you can sit Indian style with your spine upright, your head upright, so you're alert but relaxed. And if you're driving, of course, pay attention to the road and just use this as a breathing exercise. So let's go ahead and begin by taking three very deep breaths together. As you breathe in, allow your chest and your belly to expand, fully taking in your breath. And as you exhale, allow yourself to decompress, to let go, to just relax. And as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. Breathing in golden sunlight to your core, to your chest, to your heart. And as you exhale, let go a little bit deeper. And just relax. This time as you breathe in, breathe in love, pure love, all the way to your heart, to your core, to the tips of your fingers and toes. Just fill your body with love. And as you exhale, let go of fear. Let go of any tension you feel. And just relax deeper. This time, as you breathe in golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart. And just spend a moment in complete gratitude. Your gratitude is the memory of the heart, and it is your joy. So just spend a moment feeling so grateful. There's just something a person said to you or a place you visited or just being here in your breath right here right now taking this time for yourself breathing in golden sunlight and letting go and as you take one last deep breath in relishing this moment of gratitude go ahead and on the exhale open your eyes Well, I'm so excited um, to be back with you, and I want to thank you for listening. This is a very special time period for us. It's our 20th anniversary of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and that has been all about um, the body of work that has taught you how not to let the small annoyances of life um, create angst and anxiety and take over 
your life, but allowing you to focus on the big stuff. And we're saying it's been the movement of surrendering the small stuff to live the big stuff. So I want to welcome you back. Today, I have a very special guest on. See, some of these podcasts I've been inviting experts on to talk about you know, their experience with Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. But I'm also inviting some very special, very selective fans that I've picked out of the crowd of fans. Many hundreds of thousands of people that have written in over the years. There's several that just really stand out. And one such woman has stood out recently to me with having such a pure heart and just so sweet. And She's just reached out time and time again in such the most delightful ways. Her name is Shani Chen. And so, Shani, come on and say hello to everyone. Hello. Thank you, Chris. I'm so deeply honored to be here. Well, we are honored to have you, sweetheart. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for your courage because you are not a celebrity interviewee or anything. And I totally understand that. (laughs) Coming on a podcast can be a little bit daunting, but I'm just really celebrating your courage to do so. And I just want to thank you with all my heart for coming on and having this and sharing this conversation because as you do so, you'll be speaking for so many other people that have had a similar experience than you. And that's why I chose you because I knew that your heart was so pure and that you would be a wonderful addition to this series of celebrating the 20th anniversary of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. So thank you. Oh, what an honor. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) So first of all, just give us a little bit of a lowdown of who Shani Chen is. And you can go all the way back to your story about, which I love, about kind of being in the nunnery, about wanting to take your vows. So let's start there. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah, my story is a little bit unusual. What happened was when I was growing up, I was pretty spiritual of a person and the life of a nun just really spoke to me and resonated to my spirit. And so after I attended high school around the time when I was in college, I had this deep calling to pursue the path of a nun. And then things did not actually work out as I had planned. So I had been working for several years to prepare myself to enter the nunnery. And once I was actually in the temple, the nuns told me that I couldn't stay, that I could not actually fulfill my wish of becoming a nun. And so I had to go back to my life in America and start all over again. Well, that, that seems like that must have been a devastating blow to you. Did they give you any reason, like, why they felt that way? No, the most difficult part was they did not give me a solid reason. They just said that they knew my life would be better in America, and that's where my real path lied. And at mm-hmm. that time, I couldn't understand it because I had just been preparing for so long. I didn't see a path B. That was the only thing I could see for my life. And so it was really crushing. I was completely devastated. I'm sure you were heartbroken, completely heartbroken. Yes. Yes. So in that process of healing, I'm wondering, when did you read Don't Split the Small Stuff? And how did that, did that help you make a pivot turn toward healing? Oh, definitely. The Don't Sweat the Small Stuff has made a huge impact on my entire life all the way up to now. And 
just to give you a little background information, while I was growing up, I was a girl with a lot of anxiety. I was always really nervous and scared, had a lot of fears over so many things. And I remember one time I went to my Chinese doctor and when he took my pulse, he said, whoa, you're so nervous inside. Oh. He was really shocked. And he's probably really surprised because you can't see it when you're talking to me. I usually look pretty calm and collected on the outside, but on the inside, I'm completely nervous. And so that's one of the reasons why I was so drawn to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. And it's because it's the best cure for anxiety. And how old were you when you first read Don't Sweat the Small Stuff? It was Richard's original flagship book, right? Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that yeah. you read? Yes, I believe I was 13 when I read that first book. Oh my book. goodness, was, you were very yeah. young. And, and, and you just found it in the bookstore? Or did your parents find it for you? No, actually, I was already affiliated with my religion. And my teacher, who was a monk, he actually started talking about this book that he had read. Oh my goodness. And he circulated. Yes, that's how I came in contact with it. And after I read it, I was so in love with it that... I try to send it to all of my friends and family. I believe I sent out like at least 50 copies. To <laughs> <laughs> well, you are among the people that are unique in the sense that you, you know, a lot of people would send that book to other people, but they wouldn't read it themselves. So <laughs> I love <What>? that. <laughs> I love that you, you read it first and then you sent it and, and bought it for other people. That's so beautiful. And I just, I want to thank you for that because it's people like you. And there are just, I can't even tell you hundreds of thousands of people that did the same thing that you did, Jenny, to, to bring Don't Sweat the Small Stuff to 25 million copies to date. I just, I can't imagine how many Don't Sweat the Small Stuff ambassadors there really were, you know? And I just, I'm going to take a little commercial break right now because that word just inspired me. You know, we are um, in the middle of celebrating Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and we ha we do have an ambassador program. So anyone who is listening that would like to join, we're asking you know for very little help from you, but just a few little things and then giving you some great gifts. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to info at don'tsweat.com and, and join the ambassador program to celebrate this whole year, the 20th anniversaries. That, that's that's what you did naturally, um, Shani, was really was really become an ambassador to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, but because of the impact it had on you. And, mm -hmm. and I hear what you're saying, you know, that you're saying what a lot of people say, and that is that you felt a sense of calm. Can you articulate that a little more for people? Like what, what particularly about the book made you calm down? Well, there were several teachings that stood out to me in my mind, and even to this day, they still affect me. For example, Richard would say, will this matter a year from now? Or your in-basket will never be empty, so just let it go. It's all those little things like that that just kind of calm my nerves and just bring me to my center and, you know, tell myself, it's not a big deal. It's all not such a big deal like I'm making everything out to be. That was the whole spirit of his book. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's it's great when a perfectionist kind of starts to see that, you know, that being a perfectionist isn't really to your benefit, right? I mean, right. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, you know, what, what Don't Sweat This Most of points to as well is it's, it's a lot of things. It's about having 
It's about doing your best and letting go of the rest. It's about not um, over, like overachieving in the sense of having like such high expectations that you're constantly not meeting them. And that's what creates a lot of our anxiety in life is that our expectation of what life is supposed to be is so high. Now, this is confusing to some people because they say, what do you mean I'm not supposed to expect to do great things in this world? And and it's not that. It's that you you do, you will do great things in this world if you give it your best, but you you've got to let go of, of the what you expect the outcome to be. It's the yes. it's the differential between where you are and the outcome that you expect, and then what actually happens that creates the sense that life isn't quite right. Whereas if you do your best and you let go of the outcome and you accept the outcome of what your best is in any given moment and any given time, it's such a much better way to live and to launch from and to keep stepping forward in life from that place. And, you know, it's not about <clears throat> not overachieving or not achieving a lot. I mean, look at what we've done in our lifetimes. I mean, Richard and I have achieved a great deal. I mean, Richard, especially in, in, in a shortened life, achieved so much. But he knew better than to always expect life to be a certain way because, you know, much of life, um, has its own plan, just as you discovered, and work. You know, you worked hard. You put in the time. You had a plan. You went and you pursued your dream, and then God had a different plan. And so many times in our lives, all of us find that that we step into life with our whole heart and soul, and and then God has a different plan. So let's let's talk a little bit about how your life has shifted since. And I knew there was a great healing period that you must have gone through because that was such a huge expectation and such a huge plan. And you definitely go through grief and loss over those kinds of, of um, disappointments. So what happened after you got through a time period of, of grieving this loss, Jenny? Well, I actually came to a conclusion that helped me be at peace with where I was at later in my life. And what happened was that, you know, one of your lessons you talk about in your book, Don't Sweat the Small Suffer Moms, you say, instead of asking what's wrong, ask what's right. And that one lesson has just really changed my perspective on so many things, including how I was viewing my loss. And so, what happened later was that I got married, and so I was living my life as the wife and mother at home. And to deal with this loss, I would start to shift my perspective. Instead of thinking about all the things I had lost, you know, my passion, my, my goal, my dreams, whatever I held dear in my heart, I started to shift that focus and to think about what I had under my nose at that very moment. I had a loving husband. I had two kids that are healthy and well and happy. And I have a comfortable home. I just really started to shift my attitude mm. to one of what I have instead of what I don't have. It's such a simple lesson. The thing is, it seems so simple. It is simple. <laughs> That's why it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. But during that time when you're just in so much suffering and loss, it's hard to see past that. It you're is. just so focused on what's up close and hurting. But if you can just, you know, kind of move everything back a little bit and just say, you know what? 
I am so blessed. I have everything that I could ever want in my life right now. And what a shame it would be if I didn't recognize that and just let it slip through my fingers. Well, I love that, of course, because that's one of, you know, I, I often talk about how that was one of the pivot turns in my own loss was to really be able to focus on the blessings of my life and what I had to be grateful for amidst horrible loss and amidst, you know, tragedy in my life. And it really helped elevate me into a place where I not only could function well, but I could also have hope that I wouldn't just survive my loss, but I would come through and thrive amidst life again. And that's certainly what has happened. And I, I definitely know without a doubt that um, having that mindset of being able to see um, what there was to be grateful for, even amidst adversity, it was really just a huge pivot turn for me, a huge part of uh, my healing and being able to step into my life and, and step into doing my work for the world. So I think what's beautiful about that is that, you know, recently Shani asked me to write a foreword and so <laughs> she's going to have a book come out. And I'm so excited about this book because, you know, it's just such a beautiful example of how somebody takes their lemons and turns it into lemonade. So Shani, tell us a little bit about your book and we'll get a real clue where you got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant. <laughs> it was, it's brilliant. And it's very unique and only really very, I don't even know that anyone would have the story that you have or, um, oh. or, you know, or the unique like idea that you had to, to make this book. So let's talk about your book a little bit. Oh, thank you. Well, what happened after I was denied entrance into the temple and I became a wife I realized that being a wife is actually not as simple as I thought. You know, I thought with my previous <laughs> any wives out there, training, any wives out there laughing at that? <laughs> we learn, oh, don't we? Wow, we have this whole idea about what marriage is, and it turns out to be something much more different, much more evolved. We evolve in marriage, don't we? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I thought that with my background in spirituality, that you know, I had all the wisdom, all the compassion I needed to succeed, but actually it was still extremely difficult. And that's when I realized that, you know, the software of a nun is actually applicable even to a marriage that I could use what I learned in the temple and apply it to my marriage to make it stronger and better. That is actually necessary to use all that wisdom, compassion that I learned before. Oh, and I realized that yeah, I realize why marriages are often not successful in the end. And it's just because there's so many afflictions to be overcome, so many things to be worked out between two people. And so what this book is, is just about utilizing the perspective of a nun into a marriage to make it filled with harmony and success. And peace. And it's called If Nuns Were Wise. And what's the subject? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> it's a handbook on marriage from the perspective of a nun. That's beautiful. It's really, really something. She's, you know, broken it down into short chapters, beautiful chapters, um, really outlining a lot of the disciplines that she learned um, in her quest to become a nun. So I, I really loved it, Shani, and I want to thank you for asking me to write the forward to it. When is the book coming out? Um, there's no set date yet. I believe it will come out at the end of the summer. 
Oh, perfect. Well, of this year. Yes. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, um, that's wonderful. You know, we'll time this podcast around, um, we'll time the podcast around coming out around the book. So this is pre-recorded podcast and we can do that. So I'm, I'm super excited to support your book that way. And it's a wonderful book and um, you should be so proud of all the steps that you had to take in order to turn you know, what, what was your tragedy into a triumph? And I, I love your journey. I think that you are one of the sweetest people I have ever met. I mean, I have to tell you all that Shani really, she has sent me so many amazing gifts. And not that I'm asking for all of you to send me gifts, because honestly, <laughs> this was really overboard, but really lovely. And and I just want to say, just, you know, she really stood out. And But it was not only the gifts, it was the letters that she would write me. And I would read them, and I would just, my heart would patter. You know, I'd be like, oh, my God, this girl is so sweet. And, oh. you know, and I, I always, you know, meant to get back to her and respond. And, and finally I did. And I was like, of course I'll write your forward. I'll do anything for you. <laughs> and, and, um, and she's just such a sweetheart. And that's why I really wanted her to share her story. And like I said, she has the story of many, many people. I get so many letters. And the one common element of all of the testimonials that come in all of the condolences, all of the, you know, letters, the heartfelt letters that people write to me and have written to Richard over the years are that don't let the small stuff help them be less scared about life, that it helped calm their anxiety. You know, I often see that poster, Keep Calm and Carry On, and I think that's a don't sweat the small stuff poster <laughs> because that's exactly what um, don't sweat the small stuff does. It just is really brings life to a point where it's easier to see yourself practicing life into living life in a certain way. And so many of these short chapters really are about practicing new habits, about practicing the kind of mindfulness that it takes to really sink into your life in, in such a powerful way. And, and this is how people are successful. This is how people get things done is, is they, because they found this place inside of them that's peaceful, you know, and Richard always said that contentment is the place where you start. And if you get yourself to contentment, then that's your base level and then everything else is icing on the cake and you can live a great, great, beautiful, bliss-filled, amazingly productive life this way and that's really the essence of what Don't Sweat the Small Stuff is all about. So I applaud you, Shani, for not only getting that book at such a young age, but digging into it, understanding it. <clears throat> and what I hope for is that the millennials are going to pick up this book series um, now, that I really feel like we're at a time period where millennial people as a culture really need guidance and would love um, would love the philosophy of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and, and would find it really resonant with where they're at in their lives and what they want to create from this point forward. And what what do you think about that? You think that's realistic? Um, Chris, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the last part because it was breaking off. Oh, that's great to know. That's so great to know. Let me just take a little moment and let Shan know. So I'll have her look at that. Okay, 2257. Um, okay, so we'll edit that out. 
So what I asked, can you hear me all right now? Um, it's, it's a little, it's a little breaky. Danny? Hello? Yeah, how's this? Yes, yes, okay, I can hear good. Okay. So what I was um, asking was about the millennials. I was saying that I think that this is a time period that millennials could really benefit from Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and from the guidance and Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and that the younger generation will really find it resonant with where they're at today and what they want to achieve in their lives. How do you feel about that being such a young mom and a young woman yourself? Oh, definitely. Speaking of millennials, you know, I look at my friends and I look at the people around me and I see them filled with so much anxiety. There's even this little product that just came out on the internet and it's called a fidget cube where, you know, people who like to fidget and are really anxious can have a little toy to play with so that they're not so nervous. And this toy, this toy is like, is raising so much money and so much awareness. Like everybody wants to get their hands on this. And I just, I just see that this age has become so frantic, so anxious and so nervous that the Don't Sweat series is even more pertinent now than it's ever been. Well, I love that. And I'm, I'm going to call um, out all the parents that are listening to this, that it's time for your kids. You know, if you loved the series and you loved the books, then, you know, do purchase them for your kids um, that are in their 20s and early 30s. This is the time period where they're going to benefit the most by um, not allowing the small things to overshadow their creativity and their problem solving and, and really create the anxiety that it does. So it is the time. And Shani, do you have anything else you want to say or that, it, that you have a burning desire to share? Oh, but I just absolutely love the Don't Sweat series. It's really a life changer. And, you know, I can't believe that almost 20 years ago, I had been reading these books. And to this day, they are still helping me so much. So thank you. What, what a gift to bestow the world, this series. I'm so thankful. Thank you. Oh, Shani, thank you so much. And thanks for, again for the courage to come on. You did a wonderful job just being you and, and that's all anybody ever has to do is just be themselves you know it's, it's a it's a hard skill to to adopt that you're gonna you know be on a podcast or be listened to by a lot of people but I just want to applaud you did a great job today and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I look forward to our next next interaction and again please um look up uh Shani Chen's book um if nuns were wives, you're going to love it. It's so sweet and it's so rich. And it really just um, speaks to a very high level of commitment to relationship and to communication and, and to devotion um, of, of that relationship. I think if you are partnered or married, or you even want to apply it to a close friendship, it's, it's very applicable. And, and I want to thank you for taking the time that it takes to write that book, Shani, because I know that's a big Aww. endeavor. I can't believe you're saying that to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anyone Aww. that understands the book journey, it's me. So <laughs> I understand <laughs> it. It is a journey. And I'm, I think you should be so pleased to, to be able to um, send that out into the world with such love. So thank you so much.
Thank you, Chris. All right, honey, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Visit DontSweat.com for your free download of a beautiful original image featuring an inspirational quote ready to make its home on your desktop or mobile device.